Welcome to The Dellingpot with me, James Dellingpot. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest. But before I introduce her, a quick word on behalf of one of our sponsors. Have a look below in, in, the, in the blurb below um, this, this podcast and you'll see a link to monetary metals. It's a really interesting um, proposition. I spoke to the founder of this company, Keith, Keith Wiener, a few podcasts back. And if you want to find out more about it, listen to the podcast. I was skeptical at first, but I think it, what, it, what it is basically is a way of, of owning gold, physical gold, which is the only thing worth, worth having. There's no point having paper gold. Um, but you actually get paid interest on it. I was thinking, how do you get paid interest on gold? But, but it, it does seem to make sense. And it is a good way. Everyone, I think, should have gold in the, in the next, next few years. It's one of the few solid, solid commodities that I think you, you should have in your portfolio if, you, if, if you're going to have a portfolio, if you're going to protect yourself. Anyway, look at that and have a go and see what you think and see whether it's worth, worth um, putting some money aside in if you've got any. Um, anyway, Sandy, Sandy Adams, it's great to have you back on the Dalling Pod. And as I've said to you before, one of the many things I love about you is that you come across like a normal, sane person rather than a kind of Fruit Loop conspiracy theorist. I think you're a kind of an ordinary person who's been mugged by reality. And I I, I loved, and lots of people loved, because it kind of went viral, didn't it? You, You made a speech in, of all places, that one of the bellies of the beast, Glastonbury, town council i can't imagine maybe totnes town council or brighton town council um maybe stroud town council might be similarly insanely insanely green eco but you 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 explained what's what's really going on and what's behind all the net zero and the green stuff and the and the 15 minute cities and and so on so tell us a bit about about the story of that of, of that speech you gave? Well, it came as an enormous surprise the next morning because I had I had no idea it was even being filmed. You know, it, the, the council filmed it from behind. Um, and, you know, had I known that I would have had 5 million views, I'd probably worn something a little bit more becoming because I looked <laughs> a bit like a womble, actually, because it was a very cold, wet night and I'd got layers and layers of knitwear on and I didn't really want to go. You know what it's like. And, the, the, you know, the community said, oh, please speak up, do say something about 15 minute cities. And um, I went and I thought, well, I've only got three minutes because they have an egg timer. Um, and so I, I provided them with some documents as well. Um, and that was one of them was the net, the absolute zero document. And it, it you know, I got there and, and loads of people had turned up at the, at the um, chamber. They had to turn a lot of them away because lots of people had come from other areas like Thetford and all over because they'd heard that we were speaking about 15-minute cities. But it, we weren't really. It wasn't on the agenda. It was simply a three-minute slot. And a friend of mine had done a three-minute slot and on it. And I thought, well, she said what I was going to say. So I'll just, I'll just let rip because actually I've had history with the town council for the last 15 years well 12 years i suppose um and i've been head to head with the with the mayor before on on green policies and what have you so what and and, and agenda 21 trying to get him to understand what agenda 2030 was so i just let rip and i i don't know where it came from but they didn't stop me that's the weirdest thing 
is that it just continued and I managed to just speak for as long as I wanted. And in the end, after 16, I think 15 minutes, I'd said everything in a very condensed uh, time and I'd almost truth bombed them and they were in shock. And because the net zero, the absolute zero document, you know, it's no flying out of the UK after 2029, no shipping out of, or in or out of the UK by 2029, no beef or lamb production. And of course, you've got a, a butcher on the town council. He's an independent. And I said, you know, Steve, look, you know, they're not going to have beef or lamb after 2029. What do you think of that? And he's going, oh, yeah, I'm having a look. So it was quite interesting, but they, they didn't get it. And they're so, I cannot believe how how uh, indoctrinated the greens are because they th they couldn't make any they thought i was absolutely barking mad and everything i i've said was evidenced you know and so at the end of it they didn't do anything they 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 um they were quite rattled that so many people had turned up they were also rattled that it had gone around the world overnight um and and that, that obviously there's something in this you know but they they didn't come back to us so we've just organized a, a meeting to explain net zero to them and anybody else that wants to come along with climate scientists and what have you um we've got two climate scientists we've got aman jabi from the states coming in to talk about the ai and where that's going um and a chuck called ian jarvis talking about 5g um, and we, you know, it's going to be live streamed um, onto the internet. And and what will come of it, I don't know. But it's it's another thing that will raise awareness about uh, the, the the daftness of the green agenda. And, well, and by the way, sorry, but let me you, Sandy. Um, I, I keep hearing a sort of popping noise. Are you touching your your computer or something? As as, no. as you? No. Um, no, that's weird. No. Popping. Um, I can't hear you. Um. Yeah, no, that was my mic playing up. Oh, right. Um, well, well I, it, it, it's not it's not a deal breaker. The, the, I, I plagued with technical problems with podcasts. It's almost like like they're trying to ruin my my podcast. It, it's interesting what you say about okay. So you mentioned butcher. And he's looking at this document, of which you'll be will have been completely unaware. But just remind me what this document is. That by twenty nine, all these businesses are going to be closed it's, down. It's called the UK Fires Absolute Zero document. It's been it's been on my website for about three and a half years. Um, and I, it's only really kind of relevant now because they're taught, you know, that, you know, it's, it's all ramping up and it's post COVID is all ramping up anyway. So I, um, it's, it's, it was a, a white paper. It was kind of a white paper, almost like a think tank document mm -hmm. commissioned by the UK government from, um, uh, from Cambridge University, Oxford University, there was a think tank on climate change and they put it together as an action that would actually reduce uh, reduce carbon, um, uh, CO2. And they called it absolute zero because rather than net zero, this is like going for the jugular. And it was read in the House of, uh, the House of Lords in 2017 and put as a priority to be implemented in the UK. Oh, that, that detail I, I wasn't aware of. Yeah, so it was, it's in Hansard. Hmm? Oh, it's in Hansard. 
It's in Hansard. It was read in in the House of because I checked it out because I thought I've really got to make sure that this isn't an, you know some document that somebody's made up. You know, you never yeah. know. But it was actually read in Hansard by oh god, I can't remember one of the lords who was really really into um, climate change, and his some lady something rather lady. Lord Lady something or other. Anyway, he um, he read it out and and made this massive deal about it. And it was actually, they voted on it and they said, yes, we need to implement this at the, at the earliest opportunity. So, so they so voted in favour of it. They voted in favour of it, indeed. Do, do the Lords have the power to advance legislation in this way? Do you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, maybe I should be sure if I'm making noise about that document. But it's, um, I'm pretty sure they've got a huge amount of sway, haven't they? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, look, I've, I've seen the UK fires document and I know exactly the problem that we are going to have persuading people that this, this stuff is real. Because they will say, well, it's just, you know, think tanks, universities are always produce. Okay, so we know that the, the, the government paid for it, which is, which mm. is indicative of something. Uh, but people will say, well, they're always talking about these castles in the air and it's not, going, it's not real because no way would they close down import-export. No way would they close down. I mean... All the airports, I think, were going to be closed by 2029. Well, between now, all... between now and 2029, they, they, they've said, and this will, this will be interesting. I mean, the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? Um, they're saying that from now until 2029, they're closing all airports except Manchester, Glasgow and London. So we'll kind of know if that all starts to happen. Um, and I do believe that they're putting a lot of store into all this in the new COP conference they're having in the UAE, which is happening November, December. It's quite a long COP conference and it's happening in the United Arab Emirates. And it's uh, they're, they're really going to galvanise an awful lot of this, uh, this, um, this kind of CO2 climate change stuff. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But you know and I know. How, how these things work so what they'll do it, what they do do is is that they they put out this what, what initially seems like a discussion document then it gets it gets sort of validated by in the house of lords and the house of lords votes and say yeah j jolly good thing this is Im important and meanwhile Lots of people will go, yeah, but it's, but you know, they're not serious about it. It's not really going to happen. And you've you've just fallen into the trap yourself. You're saying, well, we're going to see what what happens when they start closing the airports. Well, by that stage, it'll be too late, but uh, because yeah. it'll be a fait accompli. And the, the 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 window that we have to to make people aware will have been closed because because no one takes this stuff seriously until. Mm happens and 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 while it's while it remains in the future people will go certainly the media will go and and the the man on the street will, will, will go yeah but this come on you know there's loads of stuff coming out and it, and it, and it and it's not i don't believe it yeah i mean you can you can say that but look at the club of rome reports they were the same thing they were a think tank and everything that the club of rome came out with 
um, that created the, the bones of Agenda 2030 has happened. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm looking at um, limits to growth. I'm looking at uh, our common future. I'm looking at um, the first global revolution. All of those were think tanks that created the bones of Agenda 21 at the time. You know, Which we've seen, so we've much seen of it has come, come true. Absolutely come true. So what's the difference between those club of Ro those reports, those think tank reports, and this one? Yes, you know, no, well, I'm, I, I'm with you on this. And, and it's interesting, isn't it, that one of the things you mentioned, Local Agenda 21, which was really launched at the at the Rio Earth Summit in 1992, mm. um, which was essentially a plan to co-opt local government, wasn't it? To, to sort 100%. of fill it yeah. with, with, with these ideologues mm. who were completely on board with the, we must, to use one of their words, degrowth. We must, we must, um, cut back on on consumption in order to save save the the planet so now what you've got is, is a situation where all over the country not just in uber woke places like glastonbury but pretty much every town council that you can name you've got people who are fully on board with the the green agenda and have an endless appetite for passing these measures which most local council taxpayers aren't aware of um and you're now on a mission to wake people up before it's too late i've been on a mission for quite a while but it's so hard isn't it james i mean you know people don't listen until it really affects them and and i think that the pandemic whatever you want to call it uh, woke a lot of people up and um certainly the 15 minute cities and the you, you know the low emission zones that you 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 know the the ULES stuff has all um has, has really played its part people are beginning to look at the deeper agenda which is great but we've still got a long way to go we still got we've still got a lot of people that don't get this at all um yeah. and you know the cost of living crisis is is all engineered we know that we know that yes every, everything is is um, what i've i mean what i've been looking at is is the public private partnerships and i'm sure you were you know about this but maybe a lot of the viewers don't but the public private partnerships are literally transferring the power from our our governments at a local level and it it's going up to westminster as well it'll it because this plan was implemented at the earth summit to go from global to local so they used icli the international committee for um, environmental and uh, local in initiatives they used that ngo to bring all this um, all, all the all the uh, policies into our local councils, and it's a bit like um, it's a bit like common purpose, if you like, you know, brainwashing everybody into thinking that you know we need to do this, that, and the other in order to uh, to to save the planet and and do it. They've operated it at a local level, but what um, has happened really is that the transfer of power has gone. It's at an industrial level. It's we're, we're living under a corporatocracy, an oligarchy, actually. But a lot of people don't realise. They don't realise that their town councils, their police forces, everything is now a, a for-profit corporation. You know, the right. NHS, everything is a for-profit corporation. Yeah, and the, the, the phrase... Hold on, but to pause you there. So the, the phrase public-private partnership, um, you're saying that it, it originates at the 
the Rio Earth Summit? I don't know. I'm not sure. I know that the 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 the, the machine was put in motion for NGOs to literally take over, um, you know, town councils, district councils, with big money, big business. Well, when so, you say NGOs, what do you mean exactly? Non-governmental organisations. Yes, you've but, got but what, like what? Well, you've got you've got um, uh, leadership programs coming in, um, almost brainwashing people. Like um, I can't remember their names. Change agents, if you like, they come into local council, and you don't know who they are, but they're putting they're 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 putting their influence in, and they're shoring up local initiatives. Uh, it might be um, a cycling initiative. It might be uh, a, a, some sort of hub where they they talk about uh, local leadership programs for young people. But all of it is it's like it's just like common purpose. They come in and they literally change the mindset of people into believing all of this stuff about you know if you do this you'll save the planet and what have you. Yes. So. But it's it's bigger than that because you've got on the on the higher level what's happening now is that I don't know whether it's happening in your area, but the regionalization of the the councils is happening. So they call it un, un, unitarianism. It's they they're making every council unitary. It's happened in Somerset. Um, uh, Mendip District Council has become uh, much bigger. It's enveloped about three or four other other councils so they're bigger and they're moving the decision making and eventually the idea is to get rid of town councils and create the the, the um, covenant of smart city mayors so the the town councils will disappear and they will they they will be going towards if you, if you look it up the smart city mayors program or they call them the, the directly elected mayors they're actually in parliament these mayors are in parliament but they're all shored up by public private partnerships so the power is devolving from government to the to the corporations to the industrialists and at the end of the day the industrialists will actually own the world it won't be our government and it's it's replacing um, representational government with global governance if you see yes. what i mean yes yeah. no i get I, I get i get global governance but but what, what i'm what i really value in you is that you understand the mechanisms by which they enforce it because you've read the documents including let's just remind people who missed the last podcast that we did that enormously thick document mm. you got hold of remind me how, how what, what it was called and how big it is that was that was published after the earth summit in 1992 it was a couple of years after and it's called the global diversity assessment and it really is um, a manage. It, it's a, it's a, it's huge, and it it's it's almost like an inventory and a management system of everything on in our world. Um, and it it took. I mean, it must have taken a long time to produce. It must have been being produced way before the Earth Summit. And I know it, it cost like three billion dollars um, to produce. And it's it really is their 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 plan it's almost like a blueprint of how to manage the earth when they've captured it basically yes um, using and, using so so just to make things clear yeah using climate change the environment yeah. as mm. 
the pretext for doing all this stuff. So their assumption yeah. is the world is doomed mm -hmm. um, on, 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 on its current trajectory. It's all our fault. Therefore, we need to take this radical, concerted, global action, which, which should take place at a, at, a, at a local level. So think global, act local. These slogans tell us mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Like build, build back better. And this is not something that is just happening on your local council or my local council. It's happening in America. It's happening yeah. in, in Uruguay. It's happening in every every part of the world and this is why we keep getting told about that the world is doomed that, that, that this that this green message is being rammed home because it is essential that everyone believes the mantra uh, the earth has a cancer the cancer is man stuff like that all these phrases that they've planted in our, mm -hmm. our brains and that now we are seeing the the fruits of this program which has been planned well before 1992 so that's quite a long long time away it reminds me of of the taliban it was, it um, was around 191970 in 90 around the the well around 1970 Zbigniew Brzezinski who was in the trilateral commission at the time he um he reinvent he relaunched the uh, technocracy movement, which was, um, you know, from the 1930s. And he relaunched it and said, you know, um, he wrote the, a book called America's Role in the Technocratic Age, which is really about the, the technocracy, um, you know, how we, how we will literally move technocracy forward. And he decided to um, launch it. And at the time, it was, it was around the time that Limits to Growth was written by the, by the Club of Rome as a think tank document for the UN. Um, yeah. And that was all about, you know, there's too many people on the planet, finite resources, you know, there's not enough to go round, you know, um, all of this, uh, this stuff, which is all based on very flawed computer models anyway. And then yeah. you had people like Paul Ehrlich, as you know, sort of writing a book about, you know, population bomb, which never went off. So it all started again, it relaunched itself in the 1970s. And since then, there's been this march. And of course, by the 20 years up to 90 or 22 years up to 1992, they'd got it all planned out that, yes. you know, they'd done their homework, and they knew how to roll it out. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. I was going to say about the Taliban, that this, this phrase they supposedly used, uh, which is, you've got the watches, we've got the time. Um, mm. that, that these people, whoever they are, and maybe you can you can tell me about who you think they are, but these people um, who are controlling this agenda, they plan this over over decades. Mm. I mean, you, you, as you say, the technocracy movement goes back to the 1930s. It got revived in the 1970s. You had the, the Brundtland report. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was what the one that really sort of first put about the phrase, the, the word sustainability, mm -hmm. uh, which has since become this, uh, an, another buzzword, which people think must be good because like sustainable, I mean, what's, what's not to like about sustainable? They've been, so these phrases and words have become part of the the fabric of our of our culture particularly our, our political culture and they're used to as a to to persuade us that that what is happening is is necessary and 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 and, and good um so going back to the public private 
partnerships. Um, I seem to remember that this coincided with the promulgation of another buzzword, um, which is um, stakeholders. Hmm. The idea, the idea that that NGOs you mentioned, that sort of campaigning charities, that that all these organisations ought to have a say in every process, as though these were disinterested parties. That mm. and yeah, I mean, it's all shored up under underneath underpinning everything of the stakeholders who really are. are it's big business. It's it's. Um, impact investors i mean i i find it so hard because it's a world that i don't understand What's an but impact I, investor? I've, obviously, I've been reading about it and, and it's this whole thing of um it's 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 all tied up with the blockchain actually and what what these stakeholders are doing is is they're investing in futures for future outcomes if you like it's a bit like a futures market only they're dealing with non-fungible tokens on the blockchain so all of our this is why the whole data thing is so important to, to them um, is to get us literally in with the cbdc's because then you're locked into digital transactions and that this is what they're funneling everybody into is everything digital because then it can be monitored it can be data harvested and they've got this whole idea of the financialization of nature which it, for me is an anathema because basically you know nature and and there's always this this thing about nature has got to be protected it's finite it's depleting and it's because of us without the ideology that that normal um, people have which is actually nature is abundant it's beautiful and the creator gives and and the creator gives for us and what yes. their, their ideology is that it's finite we need to control it we need to control it now and they they're creating these things called natural asset corporations who will own the, the countryside, and this is all big business buying in. People like British Airways and all sorts of people are buying la large swathes of, of land in, 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 the, in the UK. British Airways? And, yeah, British Airways uh, are doing it to offset their carbon. I mean, it's all a nonsense, isn't it? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, okay, yeah. so I, I, I've got friends in the... Um, uh, 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 somebody who advised... Who advises... Uh, banks, central banks, and it sits, sits on these high-level committees. And he told me that um, the banks are already paving the way for a flight-free future mm. by withholding funding from companies, for example, specializing in manu manufacturing aircraft parts. So they are going to create this, this situation where soon it's going to be much, much harder for airlines to function. And I wonder whether somebody, uh, the high ups at, at British Airways have been, well, of course they would have been, they'd have been tipped the wink. Mm. So they are preparing their business model for, for a post-flying future or very limited flying future. So they're going to need other ways of, other resources, yeah. Other, other, other resources, yeah. Um, and this is this is the thing. And and if you look at if, you know, I I'd encourage people to do their own research. Look at natural asset classes. They call it natural asset classes and natural asset um, 
corporations. I don't, I don't know the difference, but all I know is that what they're trying to do is stop we the people from entering the countryside because we've ruined it. Um, and so that they, the, 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 the big public private partnerships, corporations will own the rural areas, rural, you know, sort of woodlands and uh, national parks and that sort of thing. This is what they're aiming at. And I, I, I did see, um, uh, I, obviously I did a talk last night in Birmingham and I was researching it before and I found a really amazing, uh, you know, it's sort of like a, um, a diagram of how they will carve up the, the nat natural asset classes. And it's things like, you know, they're going to financialize every every part of the countryside. They're gonna have people filming wildlife um, so that you don't go into the countryside. You, you can watch it on, you know, YouTube or whatever you want to do. Uh, you won't have access to the countryside. Foraging will be a thing of the past. You will not be allowed to forage. So forage, you know, mushrooms and berries will be financialized. Nuts will be fine. You know, anything in the countryside they want to financialize. They'll financialize um, camping and glamping and all that kind of thing. You'll be allowed to go on if you've got the money to pay for it. And everything will be, be turned into a business. They're turning the entire planet into a business yeah. with checks and balances. And that's the problem. It's, it's not going to be run as in any democratic process whatsoever. And those MPs in Westminster who are not supporting us at all and, and haven't no. for a long time, their, their, their days are numbered as well because these big industrialists that, that finance the NGOs will be in charge of everything. It's literally, it's a, it's a takeover of representational government. And that's a real problem because it's all under this commutarian corporate communism, which is a real problem. Right. Yes, that that makes absolute sense. I mean, <laughs> the idea that we have representative government anyway, even now, is 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 a nonsense. That they're they're all so so controlled. I mean, look at look at the way Andrew Bridgen has been treated yeah. by his six hundred and fifty parliamentary colleagues. None of them are supporting him. You know, he's he gets whispered whispered death threats by by mm. certain whips. Um, it's it's quite extraordinary because they've they've thrown in their lot with with big evil i suppose they've they've made the calculation that well look you know the world's going this way anyway who am i to stick my finger in the dike as it were mm. um i may as well go along with it and and take my take my bribes um my my free adrenochrome <laughs> while while i can because because this is the way the world's going anyway. So, so they've been completely useless. The town councils are on board with this program because they've bought into the... This is... Before we started, I was saying, yeah, good luck with your, your clash between um, <laughs> you know, informed, informed climate scientists, if, there is such a, if that's not a contradiction in terms and um green activists because i i've been engaged in this particular battle for 15 years and i know how it works i used to think at the beginning all we've got to do is just reveal that the facts show them show them facts demonstrate the polar polar bear populations have increased demonstrate to them that um the reason that um oh that 
some of those alleged sinking islands are, are, are sinking has has nothing to do with with rising sea levels that sea levels have remained really much the same that these this hard evidence would would open people's eyes and and create a sort of public backlash where people go, hang on a second you're telling us this but actually the data says otherwise but what i've now understood is that and another another good example of this is is the recent one of of, of vaccine injuries that the media is so utterly corrupt now that they can repeat lies to us and gaslight us into into, into ignoring the truth. And you know, the vaccine injuries are, are, are rare, the vaccines are safe and effective. They've managed this with that. They've been doing this for years with climate change. Mm. That, that, so I don't see the facts. Don't the see, truth. It's, it's worth, enough. you know, it's a crazy idea and it's worth a try. And it's just, I think it's just a, it's me just trying to get back at the, you know, it, it's it's it may, it's it, we're live streaming it. It may raise awareness because people are waking up. I think. I mean, your book that you brought out. What year was that? Because I read it and I thought, wow, this that is was amazing. about that was about yeah. yeah I, um, it was about twenty twelve, I think. Watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. An early edition came out in twenty eleven. So, so good. And and in a way, you know, because I got it when I read it because I was I was reading you know Rosa Corre and Jean Vion and all, all those sort of people. But I. Um, I thought your book was amazing, but I, you know, people weren't ready then, and maybe maybe they are now. I don't know. They weren't, they weren't ready then. Yeah, um, you're, you're right. It's 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 always difficult to um, to call them call them. I mean, it's a brilliant book. Absolutely brilliant. Do you yeah. know who you know who an early reader of that book was? He, he'll have read every word. Michael Gove. And, really? Oh yeah, and, and I remember there was. The moment when I knew he'd gone to the dark side was mm. that, that we, we had this weekend in Somerset, I think it was. And I always loved, loved seeing Gove because he was, he was very much, he was a very busy man. It was hard to get sort of quality time with him. And it was, you know, it was like uh, seeing an old friend and, and, and bantering with him and stuff. And even though he was, fully aware of that the whole climate change thing is a scam and because because it wasn't as though i didn't annotate all my claims extensively that that there were there were there were metrics to support all my claims about the 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 green scare story that it isn't true and he just sort of did a complete u-turn and said you know well the experts say blah 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 and and i go with the scientists but i'd shown him that the science was corrupt and the scientists were corrupt and and that the the data was rigged and 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 so on and he'd taken the decision so i wanted to ask you actually because i remember the first the first podcast of yours that i heard or the first time i i, I heard you what was that is that you or me I think that was a ping. That was a notification that came up. Sorry, I ought to turn them off. Okay, sorry. That that the um, you you sort of speculated as to where it all came from. Who are these people, and who are they ultimately serving? Well, um, it, it's hard to say. I well, I do. You know, I, I look at the United Nations and I realise that there's a, 
there's a Luciferian sort of ideology running through that, and and it's um and and it's godless. They don't. It's it's godless. And I know Maurice Strong, who 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 set up the Earth Summit, uh, was was really trying to look at that he you know he was encouraging the new age to sort of get involved with agenda 21 and and understanding the ideology that that you know we've all destroyed the planet and therefore we must we must somehow um you know do x y and z to to save the planet and and literally this whole communitarian thing you know came about and we always we know that communism is godless we know that um you know they there is something pure evil behind all this and you know i i i, I talked to aman jabi for a while you know he's he's this guy that worked in silicon valley and he's gone deep down the rabbit hole with ai and he believes that there's there's an ai entity behind all this which i find sort of a, a bit sinister i've no idea but all i know is that it's a very evil force and it, you know, the good people will have to work very hard because we're at the almost at the densest part of the what they call the Kali Yuga, um, which is really when we've reached the base, the base, the base level of humanity, and the only way is upwards. <laughs> and um, so, unfortunately, um, I don't know. All I know is it's the darkest evil that's that's ever encompassed this this realm. And, well, I'm with you. What? What? So, just yeah. try. Tell me about the Kali Yuga. I don't know anything about that. The Kali Yuga is um, it it comes from the the Vedic tradition, and it's um a spiral down of of the uh of the elements from the golden age. It spirals down to sort of silver and copper and lead, and then the, yeah, the basest one is is lead. Actually, I think it's the basest one, and we're there. And then how, how do you know? It's a twenty-four thousand-year cycle, and then oh. it spirals back up to the golden age. And you know, we're we're about to go from from lead right up to the golden age, and that would be lovely. But I can't uh, I can't see it happening tomorrow. I imagine the process is quite slow. I, 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 I mean, would it's, imagine if it's a twenty-four thousand-year cycle. Yes, I would imagine it is. I'm not I'm but, not going to live twenty-four thousand years, so I'm not going. No, live. no, I think no, I think we're at the the, the end of that twenty-four thousand-year cycle, and apparently it's quite. It, they say it's quite quick to, to, for it to start again because it's the end of that cycle, and then it starts at, at year one again. You know, so so some people are going to find this hard to swallow, and they're going to they 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 well they haven't I hadn't heard of the Kali Yuga. Well, you know, it's it's only it's only kind of like people that have have studied the Vedic tradition, right? And, yeah, and, you know, it's but it, it does kind of make sense because we've you know we. we everything has spiraled so badly downwards and you think well is there any recovery from this you know it's quite nice to think that that it spirals back up again i don't know but uh and and that is a, you know one can say well that's a bit fluffy that's a bit new age i don't know but i i've i've sort is of... that where you are though are you, you're not you're not um a christian i'm not a christian a Christian. Uh, well, fundamentally, I am actually. Um, I I've, I was brought up in a Christian tradition, and I sort of, you know, when I was young, I I sort of I was, you know, I I was confirmed, and yeah. I um and I I read the Bible, and I, I I was, you know, at school we were it was quite a religious school, and um I've got a very firm Christian background, and I do go to church. I mean, I I do. I mean, I I well because I can't. 
you know, sometimes you almost need, you need that, you need some sort of base to be able to, um, you need a faith right now of something. Otherwise, I don't think I could get through. I don't think I could get through this. Well, I agree. I, I, I agree that we're in a, a spiritual yeah. war. The, re the reason I'm, I'm pressing you on, on this is because mm. I know lots of lovely, lovely people who are, who are not Christians, who are agnostic or even even new age. Um, and I know you, you mentioned the Luciferian, mm. Luciferianism, the Luciferian project. One of the one of the elements in the Luciferian project is to abolish individual religions and replace them by a sort of world religion, mm. and 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 all the the new age. We we know that the Luciferians have been promoting new age thinking, and 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 it's I've noticed this that there is a there is a a, a segment of the awake movement, the truth movement, which is which is being steered. Um, in a, a new agey direction, almost being co-opted by, 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 by new age thinking. And, and in my view, as a Christian, this is a wrong alley. Because, I mean, if you believe as I do, that, that we are in a, in a um, this is a spiritual war between good mm. and evil, that God is God is the creator um, mm -hmm. that he sent his, his only son Jesus to 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 redeem us um, and then then clearly any sort of siren voices luring us in in our other directions though they may seem to be on our side they they're probably actually subtly supporting the, the very people that we're railing against now Mm, I mean, I, I do believe that this whole sort of um, Mother Earth Gaia thing um, is is all part of that, that mm. sort of new age religion that they're trying to push. It's like, you know, the worship of Gaia. Um, and there's an awful lot of that where I live, for instance. Um, and yes, I mean, I, I believe that the, the Earth is an incredible thing, whatever it is, because it, it does, uh, you know, the creator or, or, or whatever, whoever created that, I God, to God, um, created it and gave us dominion over it. And that's that's in the Bible. And it, it, it gives, it gives all the time. There is no finite resources. It gives. Oil is just something that flows. There is it's no abiotic. Isn't, yeah. isn't that you see that's Absolutely. one of the that's one of the things yeah. they've withheld from us and yeah, and, they, and when, exactly. when you think about standard yeah. oil rockefeller of course they'd tell us that of course yeah. they'd lie to us about oil being yeah. a uh what what did um uh fossil fuel the, a dinosaur yeah, the, the, well that and the chap that, who invented the, the the concept peak peak oh oil. hubbard mk hubbard, hubbard. Yeah. who was actually involved in the technocracy movement of the 1930s. He was one of the main proponents of um, Technocracy Inc. He was the CEO of Technocracy Inc. So basically, I mean, that's another story. And if you really want to know about the technocracy movement, because it is almost like a blueprint for now, that was in the 1930s. Read Patrick Wood's brilliant book, Technocracy Rising, because that's where I, I suddenly woke up to that. And I thought, hang on, M.K. Hubbard, he started the technocracy movement. He was the peak oil man. You know, they're, they're all in it. They're all in it together, aren't they? They, they, they are all. It, yeah, it's, it's a big club and, and we're, not, yeah. we're not in it. Um, yeah, in the same way. So, so you and I know, and I hope our listeners will now know that, that oil is not is not a scarce resource. It's actually abundant. 
It's abundant. The world is abundant. We don't even need it anyway, because actually, if if Tesla's discoveries hadn't been Mm. suppressed by the 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 FBI, I think I think um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover moved in, didn't he? And 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 took all the all the sort of the the patents and stuff. Um, We'd have free energy. Uh, and 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 the key element in technocracy is it's about control of of mm. the energy. That that's that's how they that's how they win. And you look at what's going on now. We're being told we can't use use fossil fuels because they're they're, they're scarce resource. And we've got to use so called renewables. This crap technology, which is really expensive, which is being imposed on us by this technocratic elite on the basis of a huge, huge lie, which is everywhere. I mean, it's probably the dominant lie of our time, isn't it? Climate change. Yes, it is. It is. I think the finite thing, because actually everything is is infinite. I mean, you look at the universe is infinite. Everything numbers are infinite. Everything is infinite. And you know, you look at it you look at the the seasons, you know, things die off and everything comes back again. And, you know, I said this on UK Column, I think it was a couple of days ago. When is a, when is an apple tree asked you for a credit card? Never. You know, it's not, you know, that is, we were given all of this beauty and all of this, and they just seek to control it and make it a finite resource in all, say it's a finite resource so that they can just own everything. And it's, it's, it's greed. It's monumental greed. Um, and I don't know how we, we stop it. I mean, I wish we had the answers. I'm sure you don't have the answers. I don't. But all I know is that we are infinite too. And, you know, if, 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 if this is the way it's panning out, this is the way it's panning out. It Maybe it's, it's something that we all need to go through. But I tell you what, it's, I think there's nothing wrong with us opposing it and doing the best we can because what else can you do? You, you know, you, you've got to try. And, and I look at my granddaughters and I, I really want a world for them. And that's the only thing that keeps me going. But I don't, I don't have the answers. I wish I did. No, no, I, I, absolutely. The, 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 the charge I, I see sometimes laid at Christians is, is that, um, well, you know, you're, you're passive because you're too much about, you're too trust the plan. You've got God to sort things out for you at the end. No, that's not, that's not how it works. Obviously, yeah, God is going to sort things out in the end. But um, in the meantime, it's our job to to fight to the bitter end. I mean, I don't see that, that those those Christians who died in the arena for their faith were exactly passive. They were they were making a, a pretty heroic mm. statement, I would say, yeah. about about the corrupt man made well devil made system. Um, they they resisted in their way. By the way, tell me about that weird room in the UN. The uh, the uh... oh gosh, yes. There's um, it's in um, in New York in the UN building in New York, and it's a prayer room, and it is, it's just it's a room with a sort of stained glass window at the end, very sort of kind of abstract art stained glass window and in the center of this room there's no altar but in the center of this room is a massive block of um i think it's hematite it's it's some sort of rock um that has got hematite in it which is quite satanic and it's 
a mass. It's a bit like the thing they have at the Hajj. You know, it's one. It looks a bit like smaller. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and but it's, it's like Black Rock. It's it, it's black, all yeah, and it, sure. it's um, Black Star Bowie album. Black. Rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. And 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 it's a very. Uh, it, they they say it's it's for all um, faiths. It's an interfaith place um, where you where you can worship any god that you want to worship. So you could go in there and worship Satan. You know they're quite happy with that. I think. And this block apparently was given to them by the Swedish government, and it's, it's you know how true it is. I don't. It's supposed to be six point six six tons. You know, and it's it's there and it's okay. the most godless look horrible looking place ever. Um, and and because we know that they were heavily bound up with the Lucis Trust, and you know, which was the Lucifer Trust, you know, with their publishing company. Who was um, they? The, 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 the UN. UN. Their publisher, the UN publishing company, was uh, called is 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 the Lucis Trust, which was Madame Blavatsky's um, publishing company, and it was. Um, uh, it used to be called the Lucifer Trust up until 1921, when they changed it to the Lucifer Trust, uh, to the Lucis Trust, because obviously it was too obvious that it was the Lucifer Trust. <laughs> right. So, 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 so the UN would have been the League of League of Nations. Yes, the, yeah, the League of Nations, and then the UN adopted the Lucis Trust after that. Yeah. So, so, so the UN's got associations with Madame Blavatsky. Yeah. And uh, was it Theosophical? Yeah movements mm. which, which of course and i can't remember i wish i had all my notes with me but uh, there is a um there's one of the um the united nations um i don't know whether he was a he was one of he wasn't a secretary general he's quite big in the united nations and he said if you want to work at the united nations you have to swear allegiance to lucifer i will find that quote and send it to you because i was really shocked when i saw that i thought oh my goodness you know that it's that bad is it you know yeah yes well this is the thing i i noticed in my researches when i was putting together watermelons i read these these documents um you know for example the club of rome well i think i quoted it on the last on the last podcast we did where they are absolutely up front that I, I paraphrase but we needed an excuse we needed something that would enable us to achieve our aims of taking over the world so we we we, we came upon climate change in the environment it, it, it's oh yeah that, that's uh, yeah that's the first global revolution isn't it yes yeah page 115 um where they say in in searching for an enemy to unite humanity um, because they, they were looking for enemies they were looking for scapegoats they were trying to work out how do we how do we create the next enemy because we don't have any because all the wars are over the wall had just come down in in berlin so there were no sort of beds under the bed so what they did was they said you know um we came up with the idea that pollution global warming famine would fit the bill and we chose global warming um and we it fitted the bill to create the crisis so we do the whole problem reaction solution thing we could create a, a crisis where there would have to be a global response and this is it this is the they, crisis they, they always tell you what they're doing they do because yeah. because part of their 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 understanding of karma is that if you tell your victims what you're going to do and they they don't act to defend themselves then they deserve everything that's coming 
Mm. And also they, they seem to hate anything biological. I mean, they're trying to replace everything like that you know they're twinning the metaverse whether that will work i you know i was talking to people last night and they said look the metaverse will fail um because they're, they're creating this alternative reality uh to 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 get away from the, the our reality and that you you live everything through a virtual reality's headset within your smart city apartment because the world will be so hideous you won't want to live in it so but they hate they're trying to create every, everything is artificial which makes me think that there's they absolutely hate the biology um, you know, they hate anything that's natural, biological, human, animal, whatever. They're just sort of like... That's they true. Us. They hate, they yeah. hate God's creation. They do. That's it. It's God's creation. They hate and it. They want to destroy it. Yeah. This is, this is one of the, one of the, the things that always puzzled me when I, when I first started looking into environmentalism, that for people who, who claim to care about the planet, they do so much, so much damage to it that mm. you, you think about the birds and the bats that are, that are destroyed by, by, by wind turbines yeah. uh, on an industrial scale. And this has been pointed out again and again. And the best that argument they can come up with, well, lots more birds die flying into plate glass windows like, <laughs> like, like, like this, is, this makes it OK. And mm. all, all, the, all the, the forests cut down to, to you know, to... Um, grow grow biofuels and you know to, to the damage they do is mm. not the damage that you would expect of people who who love nature look at the whales but their sonar is being disrupted by the, mm. the offshore wind turbines. i mean aren't these people supposed to like whales wasn't that the deal a few years it's, ago well Something? they're using again they're using the fluffy animals you know the conservation of fluffy animals to bring in their hideous agenda they don't care that they're lying you know, I, I, I witnessed it down on the Somerset levels in 2014 when they deliberately flooded it. You know, was Christopher Booker was there and he, we was talking and he said, this is the deliberate flooding. And I, I was helping sandbag and stuff. And basically, you know, 65 um, square miles of, of Somerset was underwater. And they said, you know, it was all, it, you know, when you trace it back, it comes from the Ramsar Treaty for wildlife conservation of birds and you just think hang on a minute but you know i've seen deer floating down the river parrot belly up and i've seen all the wildlife all the hedgerows underwater that would have killed so much wildlife. how many ground nesting birds would have, would have, exactly, would have drowned? exactly none of it makes sense nothing they do makes sense because they're greedy and they don't care and they want to cancel god that's yeah. it that's it. There's, this is why I, even though I think it's it's a pretty bit of a, a sloppy a sloppy book and a bit a bit weird, but C.S. Lewis's that hideous strength. Have you read yeah. it? No, it's, I've not read that one. I did read the Screw Tape Letters, which I thought was really amazing. Well, he's very yeah. He's 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 a, he's, a, he's a very good Christian apologist. Yeah. But, but the, so this is his sort of sci-fi novel, okay. and that he understands that the the project of these people ultimately is to replace god and it's been mm. their project since at least the tower of the tower of babel mm. that, that 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 they want to and 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 related to this is 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 the idea that that transhumanism the idea that we can somehow or at least that the chosen few can live forever is sort of in defiance of of man's natural three score years and ten Mm. Span, um, 
and uh, the, the, that's that's what it's really all about. Which is which is why that why they they co- another example I was thinking as you were talking about this was the pharmaceutical industry. What 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 does the pharmaceutical industry does? It creates synthetic and, and frankly much poorer versions of. Yeah the immune system it's designed mm-hmm. to bypass the immune system what were these supposed vaccines doing they were supposed to be better than our god-given immune system and actually mm-hmm. then they weren't they're the opposite they were much much worse so on every level they they hate creation yeah and the pharmaceuticals also use natural remedies and then turn them into pharmaceuticals a much you know a, a lesser virgin version of the real thing so, you know, you'll find that they're trying to take over the CBD market now, you know, where cannabis has been a, a, a natural remedy for, for a long time. Um, you know, the, the, um, uh, the one without the THC in it. So, you know, you, you realise that, that they, they do, they turn everything into a synthetic, including the humans. You know, this whole, this whole thing about, you know, I was, I, I, I was on the podcast for the, um, the Welsh mothers, you know, with the sex yeah. education that's going into schools. And I did a lot of sort of research because obviously it's very easy to, to, to make everybody sexless, you know, this whole transhumanism thing, so yeah. that you can actually morph everybody. So the androgyny that they're promoting and the, the you know, the sort of the inter, intersex, not intersex, but uh, getting rid of the word sex as well, getting rid of the male and female is very handy if you're going to create a cyborg, isn't it? And, you know, I, I did read this article where they're talking about a post-gender world. And I thought, who, who the hell's going to live in a post-gender world? You know, it's taking away that, that the beauty of the male-female energy and how that works together and how yeah. important it is for procreation, for everything. Everything in nature is male and female. So they want to destroy that, don't they? I mean, yeah, plants yeah. are male and female. Everything is male and female. Well, you remember that this is Aldous Huxley, who I think some of us very foolishly thought of was was our guy, was actually, you know, I mean, his his, um, it was his brother, wasn't it, Julian Huxley? Julian, but they were all in in with the. They were know. all in on it. They were all te- technocrats. Yeah. They were all they were all in on it, and you remember in Brave New New World, sex is not for. Recreate uh, is purely recreational. It's not about. It's not about the, the, the mm. humans are, are are created in the lab, mm. not not through not through sexual reproduction. Exactly. And yeah, that's what that's where they are are going. Well, mm. I um. Yeah. A, I just want to point out. Just I've I've been reading this or rereading this book, which I've had on my bookcase for a long time, and it's called um. United Nations Global Straight Jacket. You'd love yeah. this book. Have you read it? Have you read it? No, no. I, I, I can see that they're um, trying. This is written by a lovely lady called Joan Vion, who um, died in 2004. And she was a devout Christian. And she talks about all of this. I mean, it's, it's just the most amazing book. And um, she, she went to every um, United Nations conference from... 1994 she woke up at the world earth summit but then she at her own expense she was a businesswoman she went to all the conferences and she worked out exactly what they were doing and she has such an amazingly um wonderful approach easy to read approach to what they're doing and how evil it is and she she just and what was so sad is that she knew she was dying she died in 2004 from quite an aggressive breast cancer and so she only had 10 years of, of really putting this out there. 
And um, she she wrote this for us. She said, I'm writing this for the people, there we are, I'm writing this for the people who uh, who are going to come after me, who will take up this this torch, this baton. Yeah. And she called us um, end time servants. So there we are. But I thought I'd just slip that in because she's amazing. I mean, she puts it in such a, a wonderful way and she does relate it all back to the fact that they are trying to literally take away the the the, the ability of us to live in God's creation. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to get that book. That sounds really good. Um, Sandy, where can people find your 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 stuff? And tell us and tell us where they can see. The, is it UK Column who are going to do the live cast? UK UK Column are going to do the live stream. Um, and I've I was on UK Column yesterday, I think. And um, I'm I'm still trying to get my podcasting together. But I'm my Twitter handle is at Sandy Adams twenty thirty. Um, I've got a, a website which is sandyadams.net, which is still being updated because it got hacked. Um, and um, yeah, you can get me on um, Sandy Adams at protonmail.me, I think. Oh, gosh. Oh, or Sandy, the uh, best one is, is supersandy1215 um, at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, well, Sandy, um, I, I look forward to seeing you again at what one of these. You're, you're, you're doing a fantastic job, and I, I, I really. Well, you are as well. No, you, you're great. Uh, um, and I, I urge everyone to, 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 to look at Sandy's speech at the, uh, the Glastonbury you, you can, Town Council. You can find it on the internet. Um, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, as I'm sure you have, um, do do please carry on supporting me. I'm, I really need your support now more than ever um, on Patreon, Subscribestar, Locals, um, Substack. You can buy me a coffee. But if you subscribe to one of my regular sites, you can get early access to my podcasts and um thank you very much for for watching and thank you again sandy adams thank you james it's always a pleasure bless you thanks bye bye